I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In a weekend of things we thought would never happen, Manchester City have won the Champions League and Xbox have actually shown off Fable. This is VGC, a video game podcast reacting to the Xbox and Bethesda showcases from last night. I'm Jordan Midler and I'm joined by Chris Gullion and Lloyd Coombs. Folks, thanks for joining us. That was one hell of a show. Chris, you've had roughly 20 minutes sleep. What did you think of Xbox's showcase? Yeah, it was good. It was, um, I think this was the one where Xbox kind of had to bring it. Otherwise, they were doomed to another generation of, of, of shambles. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I didn't say that. I'm going to put that on fucking Twitter. Oh, no, no, Xbox just, Wars, doomed to another generation no, 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 yeah, of shambles. If, 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 if they didn't bring it, which and it was very much brung. Um, no, I, I was happy with it. Like the all the the majority of the games, people were saying, "Where is X? Where is Y?" They finally seen them. The, the only kind of slight downside is that a lot of them were twenty twenty four. But given that it's now June twenty twenty three, that's probably yeah. understandable. But yeah, all good. Nice, Lloyd. How did how did you find it? Yeah, it was uh, as as Chris said, it was brung. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was it was nice to see Xbox swinging that big Phil energy a little bit. Um, mm. And you know, after years of being like. It's coming next year. It's coming next year. It's like no, no, really, it is coming next year. So yeah, it's a little bit disappointing that we still got to wait, you know, six months to a year. But it's still a really good show. Um, Starfield looks amazing, um, and yeah, there was just so much. It just kept going, didn't it? It just kept going. I just, I was like, oh, they're showing Starfield now. This is the end, and they were like, we're gonna have more Starfield after this. And it was just like, how? How? I mean, it was like two hours, right? Yeah. Just, and it was constant as well. It was um, yeah, it was really good to see Xbox come out swinging. We will get to fucking Jordan Midler Starfield towards the end of this presentation. But let's. I'm start- just going to say though, that's the worst showing it because we like we we know that you're going to end up being the one reviewing it and ultimately writing guides for it. And it's like for everyone else watching that presentation, it must be like, oh oh look at that, oh look at that, look at that. But as everything was being announced, and I was sitting watching it, I was just sitting going, oh no, oh no. Oh no! There's <laughs> another guide. Here's another yeah. guide. I want. I want. I want to see, I won't be happy until there's a guide for every one of those planets. Well, if you want site. to negotiate with the big man to let me take a month <laughs> off to do all that, then that's fine. But let's kick off how they kicked off with Fable. Finally, the missing in action reboot of Lionhead's classic franchise has a new trailer starring Richard Ayoade, and I thought this was a it was a good tone piece. It very much set the whole. We're still going with the quirky British humour of um, uh, of the classic Fable games. I don't think any of that was actual gameplay, even though some of it mm. looked like it could have... It was, like, framed to maybe be gameplay when she was, like, jumping through the fire and stuff like that. But as a tone piece, got me pretty excited, made me much more reassured, um, considering the kind of state that Fable's been in. No date at the end of it. I say this is their Christmas 2025 game. What do you think, Chris? 
Yeah, hundred percent. There's there's no way that's coming out next year. Um, yeah, I, I, I was happy. Like I, I'm not. I could take or leave Richard Ayoade depending on like, what he's in, but um, that doesn't matter. The, the, the British humour is there. That's the important thing. Like the the bit, there's a kind of subtle bit when like halfway through the trailers, like, they, they kind of fire a, the, the hero like fires a chicken through the air, and there's a guy pushing the cart, and he just kind of looks up and goes, "Yeah, well done." And I was like, that was, as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, they've got it. Like, it's going to, it's going to have the sense of humor at least. Um, the gameplay, obviously, we, we know nothing about yet, but mm-hmm. at least, at least, playground have shown that they get the humor, and that's kind they of love the, that's they the, fucking that's love the, chickens. Man. They fucking love chickens, man. On that, on that chicken thing, there was a, there was a thing you had to do in Fable Two, I think, to get the chicken suit, and it was <laughs> you had to go to a website and sign up. My friend did this. We were like fourteen. He used his real age fable was a 16 and it locked him out from getting the chicken suit for like three years that's why you always lie about your age lloyd what did you think of fable are you a fable man you excited i thought you were gonna ask me what my age was um yeah i'm excited i think uh playground seems to be the only british developer that's quite proud to be british in that regard at the moment um uh, with everything going on but it it was really good sort of tone piece as you guys said but um i I was really excited about it when when it opened the show i was like oh this is this is like a big deal and then yeah. it was only when I went and like checked the YouTube comments afterwards. Someone correctly pointed out that was like, so after three years after the teaser trailer, you've shown us another teaser trailer, and I was like, <laughs> oh shit, they're kind of right, aren't they? <laughs> but it was a good teaser trailer, and you know, it was it was fun, and and it kind of it captured that quirkiness of Fable. So I think that yeah. the tone is more important in Fable than it is perhaps in a lot of RPGs that are a bit more kind of doom and gloom. And, yeah. and so it's very clear to see that they've they've kind of nailed that. It's, it's interesting because obviously, when they announced Fable all that existed was that wee clip like i've spoken to people many people that have worked on that project and it was very much a like okay we're doing fable let's just say we're doing fable and that was in microsoft's era of we really have no games so we need to say the next five years as x y and z but i think this is much closer to something that it feels like this you could see this becoming the full game chris pointed out like it's not even a certainty that richard iwadi will be in the full thing like this might just be a something they created for this yeah. this this is a good trailer you can put in a cinema or something like that but mm-hmm. um yeah that'll be i bet you that's the big centerpiece of their, their broadcast next year or kind of the following but the, the other interesting thing is they've, they've the trailer starts with a wee thing at the bottom saying that it's in-game engine so um they've they've kind of set themselves up there for it it has to kind of look like that yeah i mean even if ioadi's not in it like at least the gameplay or something is going to or the cutscenes, the in-game cutscenes are going to have to have that level of fidelity otherwise they're setting them up for like a a kill zone situation they have to um they have to deliver that like in a a couple of years time so it's going to be interesting when it comes out like xbox at this stage are, are have to do everything right and you've got to wonder surely they're not going to be daft enough to pretend that the game looks better than it actually is so um if that's the quality of the cutscenes, then yeah and it's all in game then fine they can't have a youtube video of like fable downgrade look how it looked in this and then look how it looked in that like that's yeah. why that's why when you see the the pretty sony trailers they're so they have it in big like bold letters it's like the game will not look like this this is essentially <laughs> yeah, exactly. a live action trailer but yeah I, th- I thought this was a really smart way to start the show especially because this is the furthest thing out it's like okay here's our here's our pie in the sky you'll be learning about this for a couple more shows and then it was here's stuff you're playing soon here's stuff you're playing 2024 um i wonder if 
they put out those old they like gussy up those old fable games and maybe put them out next year to get people back into the series because who the fuck still cares about fable like see unless you're in like your mid-20s or older there's like yeah. no reason for you to care about fable than a if they do like a sort of master chief collection but with, with fable yeah. games because uh, because they only did it with fable one didn't they and that was probably the worst of the yeah the anniversary the, the, thing the they four, did. yeah like I'd, I'd love to see two and three and i suppose four yeah. um getting it as well I feel like it's it's written in the stars that this time next year we're going to get, get Fable gameplay and everyone's going to say, oh, it doesn't look as good as cutscenes, doesn't look as good as cutscenes. And then the year after that, they do like a full Fable Direct like attached to the end of their of their showcase. And everyone's like, like similar to, to me with Starfield, which I know we'll get onto later, but it's like, I'll come around now. And there's yeah. that like redemption arc. It feels like Xbox is just kind of aiming for that at this point. It's like, that's what's going to happen. There's going to be yeah. those moments where you go, oh, not sure about that. And then hopefully they land it. <laughs> Unlike Halo Infinite, but we'll see. It'll, it'll all be about how they, if they can match the tone that people want. Because Lionhead nailed that kind of quirky, like, to- th- that was such a Lionhead game. In the same way as that when you played an old fucking LucasArts game, it felt like so specifically from that studio. Can yeah. people emulate that? Like, can they What's get the thing? that there's, kind of attitude? Yeah, there's, there's knowns and there's unknowns about this game. Like, because it's handled by Playground, you know they can do open worlds and you know they can make it, these open worlds look fantastic. Yeah. What What isn't known is how they can... Because listen, the, the, the dialogue in Forza Horizon is fucking abysmal. The wee lady calls me Jordan. He's like, hello, oh, well, Jordan. I've got but the new it, rice for you to go to. It's more. It's more the one before with all the kind of Scottish people, like <laughs> being pain, painfully un-Scottish. Um, and and the, the new one where, where, you, where the fucking guy reads out Wikipedia about cars to you while you're driving. Uh, the, the story of the virtual. Let me. To be fair, my my little AI in Forza calls me Bantasaurus Rex, and nice. it's just stuck well, for the last like three Forza games. So if I can't have that name in Fable, I'm not interested. That's true. That's a fair <laughs> point. Um, but yeah, so so it's it's the it's the writing that the uh, the and the combat and stuff like that that needs to be um, we still don't know about whether they're going to nail that, but we know it's going to look good um, just in terms of what Playground's done in the past. And that trailer gives me faith for the humour. It's just yeah. literally everything else we yeah. don't know about yet. We shall see. I bet we don't hear much or anything about that until next year's show. Next, we had South of Midnight from Compulsion Games. If you're not familiar compulsion is the team that made we happy few this was a brief trailer but it was certainly an interesting one uh, it showed off kind of a stop motion animation art style a character exploring a bayou there was very little detail to it it was just kind of a, an eye-catching trailer what i'm interested in did either of you play we happy few and what did you think of it chris i played it for a wee bit i, I, I like the trailers more than i like the mm. game yeah um, it, it didn't kind of didn't click with me. I'm I'm happy to try this one out. I like the kind of stop motion feel to it, but yeah, uh, didn't really do anything for me the last one. Lloyd, you a big yeah. wee happy few man? <laughs> I'm not. No, I uh, I was interested in it, and then it did that weird rollout where I think part of it came out, and then they added like a procedurally generated bit yeah. to it and stuff like that. And I just never really glommed onto it. Um, it looked like it could have been really cool, but I just never. I think it came out a busy time as well, so I never went back to it. But this trailer looked interesting it caught my eye mm. at least yeah, yeah the weird the weird thing about we happy few was the trailers came out and i was like oh it's like bioshock set in like a dark london 60s and then they were like no it's a, it's a stick and rock crafting game and everyone was like no <laughs> make it that bioshock thing <laughs> um but yeah interesting trailer i'm sure like compulsions art is like incredible so if they can get a good game around that then happy days um next one 
uh, one we kind of knew about for a while but it's the official unveil of star wars outlaws ubisoft's star wars project is developed by massive and it's scheduled for 2024 on all the consoles this seems like um let's do a star wars game and you won't see one fucking lightsaber this is straight up shooting this is scoundrels this is the this is the era between uh, empire strikes back and return of the jedi chris how did this trailer strike you and are you surprised this is a 24 game a wee bit i think this this game is the reason that aaron greenberg last week specified no first party games with the cgi trailers <laughs> because he, he obviously knew this was coming and like there's there's not a there's not a frame of that trailer that's going to be like actually in game um so yeah i'll be curious to see although that said at the end of the trailer it did say that um gameplay would be shown at ubisoft forward um later on so um we might be kind of jumping the gun here a bit and um like by by tonight we're recording this on the day on the day of ubisoft forward by by tonight we could have seen more of the game and, and then be going oh actually yeah it does look quite far along um but yeah i like i like the tone at least i like the the, the protagonist seems quite fun um so we'll see it's, it's a good start I, I'm, I'm happy with the tone but i'm going to wait and see what the gameplay looks like mm. lloyd you a star wars man does this do anything for you yeah I'm, I'm a kind of a lap star wars fan after uh, rise of skywalker but uh this <laughs> looked very much my jam um it, it was weird that the, like, the whole marketing thing is it's the first open world star wars game and i was like racking my brains i was like has there been another open world star wars game i'm sure there has right there must have been Oh, what about like, the, the lego games i mean the, the skywalker saga is not just open world it's like open galaxy like what else could you yeah. could you want like unless so they mean non-lego yeah <laughs> what they mean is the there's, going, there's going to be uh, towers that you can go and find yeah. in this game and they'll open a wee bit of the map that's um, that's the distinction yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there was a top-down yoda stories rpg thing on pc of course many, many years oh, ago Roy, just let him go i'm just saying look up yoda stories that's all i'm saying he's going to get but, his uh, fucking books out in a minute i'm going to give that a google later but uh, it looks really cool and i, I think you know having just had um Fallen Order, I know it's obviously a different, different dev, different publisher. Um, how much more lightsaber stuff can you do, really, um, yeah. that we haven't seen before? And we, it feels like every week there's like a new Jedi that survived Order 66 thing. It's kind of like become a meme now. And so yeah, yeah. to focus it on something that I think people really wanted with 1313 and, and that kind of side of things with like, you're a scoundrel and you're just exploring and you don't necessarily have to be a good guy or a bad guy. Like you don't have to care about the force at all if you don't want to. Um, I think that could be really refreshing for Star Wars. And I think... The, the one thing I really love about Star Wars is like the breadth of the universe and so much of it, so much of the oxygen gets taken out of it with Jedi or Skywalker saga stuff. And it's so nice to have something in that middle ground. So I'm uh, yeah, quite excited to kind of explore that, I guess, galaxy, unless it's just one planet. But um, it's, it, the trailer looked pretty varied. So you know what makes planets. me excited about this? This is from the team behind Jordan Midler's The Division 2, one of the most underrated video games of the past 500 years. See if this is Star Wars The Division. See if I'm shooting guys and we purple guns pop out of them. I'll never play another game. That's, <laughs> that's all I need. I want enemies to be so bullet spongy, you need to fire 10 RPG shots at them to actually take them down to half health. Lloyd, you're a, you're a Division purist. I am, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm not sure the, the bullet sponginess is what drew me to Division, but <laughs> to be fair, like, the, there are some parallels there. I mean, like the environmental storytelling, I think, in, in the Division franchise is really good. And it'd be really cool to see some of that, you know, played out in that gap between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Um, yeah. I think there's there's probably some really cool stories to tell in like the smaller pockets of like Resistance or 
you know, even just people going about their own lives uh, during that that kind of conflict. So I think there could, there could be some really interesting stuff there. And also, uh, um, Massive just makes really good looking games as well. So I feel like, you know, we haven't seen gameplay yet, but I feel like it's probably going to be a pretty good looking game. Yeah. I, I bought the Division 2 from an Asda clearance for £3 and haven't played it yet. Can that be played without humans? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I, right, I, I didn't play it with anybody. All right, I'll give it a go then. The outbreak the outbreak took place in New York because of the dollar flu. See, the dollar flu was it, it passed between money. So during Black Friday, obviously, everyone everyone's exchanging money and then the dollar flu just spread out across Manhattan. That's that's how I mean, that, that, that sounds like but, it might be a bit a bit a bit too deep for me. It didn't get Chris because he bought it for three pounds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I use PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up we had uh, a, a bit of a confirmation from the the hot scoop that atlas uh, posted themselves that pers- a remake of persona 3 has been confirmed uh, persona 3 reload will be released in 2024 this was an interesting kind of period of the show to me because obviously xbox has this kind of thing about not having japanese games they don't have any of the final fantasies all that stuff so they're like you know what fucking persona 3 remake persona 5 spin-off and then we're going to announce something that looks like it could be persona 6 um this was a it was interesting i think the persona 3 remake will probably end up being quite cool and they've completely recast it so they're clearly putting a lot of money into it chris what did you think of this this japanese games power hour is this xbox trying to make another play in that market or are they just like please shut up we do have japanese games it certainly seems yeah i don't don't know what they're they're thinking is behind it i i've I get the feeling it's the latter. I think it's appealing to Western fans of Japanese games. Weebs. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, <laughs> the, because, the, the people that have 15 volumes of Full Metal Alchemist, like propping up their dining room table, those kind of people. Yeah, the, the, the people whose pillows have faces on them. Um, it's, 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 it's like, yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll do well, but I, 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 I don't think it's, it's aimed at Japan as such because I would imagine these games will come out on PlayStation as well and there's maybe a wee bit of a timed announcement thing here and we'll maybe hear in a week or two that it's coming to PlayStation and Switch as well but um, if that's not, not already been announced I haven't checked up but Just check Atlas's Instagram, they'll have posted about oh, yeah, it they'll, they'll, Yeah, exactly, exactly um, They'll just leak the ROM <laughs> um, But yeah, but um, uh, it looks fine it's not, my, it's not my thing, I was telling you last night I don't do RPGs anymore since yeah. the official Nintendo magazine days I've, I've still got flashbacks of turning around 40 50 hour rpgs in like four days so i just i just don't touch them anymore exactly um so yeah um yeah I, I'm, I'm happy for the for the face pillow people but i'll, I'll be leaving it i think the, the face, face pillow, pillow people <laughs> sounds like a terrifying doctor yeah. <laughs> you played any persona games like yeah so I, I liked i liked four golden on the vita that's pretty much Hell the only yeah. game i played in my vita um and then uh five i loved i never went back for royal but i, I really loved p5 um yeah P3, I, I've always been interested in it, but it, I'm I'm not like a I'm not like a graphics whore, but I, it has to look at, at least a certain degree of good for me to yeah, play I it. Agree. I'm sorry, I totally like, agree. I feel like Chris, the retro purist, is like <laughs> recoiling in his seat now. He's like, oh my god, you're missing out. So, um, and until that game doesn't look like butt, I won't play it. So um, once yeah. it, once it, once it gets good, <laughs> I'll play it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm the same. I loved Persona Five. I thought that's like one of the one of the best games of the last generation, one of the best RPGs ever. I got like halfway through Royal, and I was like, I'm not ready for a full scale playthrough of this again because it's so taxing. Like it's it's a full time job playing through Persona Five. Um, but yeah, I'm 
I also, I think I'll play through three this time. I want, I'm sure eventually they'll get to the point where they're like, okay, we'll remake four and the Persona 5 engine while they're working on six. I'm sick of Persona 5 spinoffs at this point. Every time the trailers open, it's like, we're the Phantom Thieves. We're here to steal your heart. It's like, yeah, I fucking know. I've been playing games about you cunts for about five years at this point. Where is Persona 6? Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting that they set up that game that I don't have the name of here. It was something fucking non-Persona 6-ish being like, from the makers of Persona 3 and the makers of Persona 4 and the makers of Persona 5. And I literally said to Chris, I was like, are they literally about to fucking announce Persona 6 at the Xbox show? And it wasn't. It was some weird other thing. But yeah, that was a, it was an interesting section. Phil loves his, yes, we have Japanese games. Um, The only way it could have been a, a kind of a bigger moment as if they finally came out and were like right we've, we've paid square enix a quarter of a billion dollars here's final fantasy 7 remake part one um mm. but yeah i, I think <laughs> we were three years late <laughs> yeah i think they have i think they have accepted that they shan't be getting final fantasy for this gen at least uh they won't need it though because they have plenty of rpgs next up we have avowed from obsidian which will release in 2024 there's an interesting trailer here and there's some more information about it on the xbox wire i love obsidian i think they've made some of the best games um of the past kind of 20 years especially fallout new vegas i was a bit disappointed by how this looked and the kind of tone of it i expected something a bit darker whereas it looked a bit kind of it was a bit colorful i was immediately i thought you're obviously going to think of skyrim because it's like first person fantasy combat i was like this this doesn't look super distinct but there's obsidian have that cachet that i kind of trust them uh, lloyd what did you think of this trailer when it came up i i'm with you i thought it was going to be darker given um pillars of eternity um and given you know i think i was expecting something a bit more skyrim and it looked more eso does that make sense yeah <laughs> like, yeah I it totally was just a little that. bit too colorful a little bit too i don't know whimsical but you know it, i think i trust as you say trust obsidian uh, you know for things like new vegas and that kind of stuff um they've, they've kind of earned that trust uh, but yeah, it definitely, you know, from that initial reveal trailer we got all those years ago now, it's been about what, three years ago, we saw that kind of just literally someone casting a spell, wasn't it? And that was so dark. And so, and it was like, oh, this is like, I don't know, like, <laughs> not not your uh, not your kid's Skyrim. Like it, it yeah. felt like it was going to be a step in that direction. This felt like a complete shift, but I guess we've not seen, you know, full gameplay. We saw stuff in engine. So maybe, maybe it will get darker, hopefully. Yeah, and I suppose a game can look like that and still have like dark themes and all that. I wonder if it's just kind of the way it looks that's turning me off. It doesn't scream here is the big Series X RPG that we've all been kind of waiting for. Mm. Um, obviously, that is coloured somewhat by what we'll talk about at the end of this with Starfield. But yeah, it wasn't... I was really looking forward to seeing this and uh, I came away from it colder than I expected, Chris. Yeah, I mean, fantasy is not really my genre of choice anyway. I, I can't... I think the only fantasy type game I've played through to completion willingly is Two Worlds on the Xbox 360 <laughs> and just because it was so bad I, I, I got a kick out of how bad it was um, so I kind of saw it through to the end but yeah it's, it's not my it, it, it wouldn't be my thing anyway and it looked okay but um, but like like you like were saying Obsidian's got a track record um, so I'm not I, I'm sure it'll be well received when it comes out it's just it's definitely not going to be a visual powerhouse by the looks of it Mm. yeah um, i'm sure there'll be, that's a 2024 game so uh we'll be seeing more of that soon i wonder if that's their their christmas game if we'll see that more in depth next show uh, something we'll be playing this year however 
Forza Motorsport. They've dropped the numbers. It's just called Forza Motorsport, and it will be released on October 10th. Chris, you excited for this? Those wheels looked mega fucking round. They did. I, I was hoping the wheels would be round. Yeah. Um, and can now confirm that. Um, yeah, they looked they looked pretty circular. Um, I I, I am up for it. I I, I I do prefer the Horizon games, but I, I like a, a little serious racing game every now and then. I'm not I'm not a petrol head, but I can appreciate. It's one of those. It's one of those series where like the the enthusiasm rubs off on me if it's handled the right way. So yeah. like for for a period, I go, oh that is quite a nice car, <laughs> and I'll never drive it. But yeah, yeah, I like that. You start um, looking on like secondhand websites for fucking McLarens and shit like that. <laughs> exactly. Then go back to my Toyota Yaris and go, what am I fucking doing? Um, no, no, it looks it, it looks the part. I, I want to see how many tracks there are and stuff like that because that was the big when Forza Five, I think it was, launched on the Xbox One. Um, that was the big sticking point was like there were hardly any tracks in it because it was kind of rushed out this doesn't feel like it's rushed out so as long as there's a nice selection of stuff to see and do on day one then I don't think it's I, I don't think it can fail basically yeah Lloyd you're you a racing man you're a Forza man at all uh, I'm kind of similar to Chris here with Horizon yeah I'll, I'll jump in and play Horizon for like 10-20 hours and then kind of drop out until the next one um, but I don't know I've been playing a lot of Gran Turismo recently and it's kind of swung me a little bit towards a bit more sim racing. I mean, Gran Turismo is just, like, in, in the best possible way, it's just fucking weird, though, isn't it? Like, you're going to fill up this cafe book with cars and stuff. <laughs> Don't get me fucking just, like, started about the cafe like, and Gran Turismo. Like, I, I sh- yeah, I mean, I, I, I shouldn't get VG started on, VGC started on, uh, on Gran Turismo, I know. I, I, no. <laughs> I've seen the tweets and the comments. But um, it, it's, it's a really good game, but there's, there's, like, so much I would say is missing. Like, every race is a rolling start and stuff like that, and it's just weird. Whereas like I'm I'm very excited for Forza to kind of come in and be that kind of maybe more less kind of car porn and more actually kind of focus on the, the racing side of things. Yeah. Um, and I think it's such a consistent franchise. Like it's not gonna blow anyone's skirt up, but it's you know you know it's gonna be a good game. It's yeah. never not a good game. <laughs> Forza always has a decent review attached to it because it's just consistently good. Yeah, it's 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 the thing. I really get into Forza. Three on the 360 that was like the one that really hooked me so the motorsport ones are always ones that i play less than the horizon i think there's just something about horizon that's so easy to just sit down and fuck about and whereas a lot of her uh motorsport is really kind of commitment if you want to get better and shit like that but yeah there is just a joy in forza about either racing your bam margera style purple lamborghini or just getting into a wee fucking ford puma and smashing it into a fucking wall at 150 miles an hour so uh, there's like anything that you can uh and if if all of that stuff is in it and it's not just supercar super supercar then yeah um but honestly the the forza games are like games i show my dad like when i got the series (laughs) not the series x the xbox one x and forza 7 launched with that i put it on the big telly like hdr and all that shit and i drove around and he just stood there like just looking at it for a while and then he just went right and then just walked away i was like he's fucking impressed yeah. he's well impressed yeah um, that's that's similar with my dad as well i think what's interesting as well is they're making a big play for the, the single player mode i think they're doing a uh they, they featured it quite a lot in the trailer yesterday and then i think they're doing another stream this week about the the single player career yeah. component which is traditionally in fours have just been like race after race after race after race and you just get progressively faster cars so be interesting to see how they do with that because i think oh, yeah. the, the actual progression in Oh, Chris, Chris is gone. It's Phil, Phil Spencer's coming to his door. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's let's predict what he's going to get. I bet you it's a big fucking box of retro games or something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I th- I think that um Forza's a 
it's, it's one of Microsoft's staples. Like the Forza games are just fucking fantastic. Um, Chris, was that Phil Spencer? What did he have to say? It was Phil. Um, he was saying he appreciates the kind words about mm. Forza. Um, he said that I should point out uh, that the one thing that I, I, I'm not sure, just for balance, he said, he, mm. said, he said, Chris, this is starting to sound like too much of a Xbox loving, please, for the sake of our dignity, can you throw in a negative? Um, so I'll to respect Phil's wishes and say that the yeah. only thing about Forza I'm, I'm, I've not liked in the past is the decal system where you can't just pick a texture and hood it onto the car you have to like um basically create vector graphics and lay them on top of each other and what that basically means is that you can only really download the designs of of people who spend 400 hours making a single design for a car and invariably it's the sort of characters that would be put put on pillows um and i wish i had something like wwe where you can just upload a texture and just go over go over get it over with um, my so, favourite thing was as Chris was saying that he was like looking off screen as if Phil stood there with a Phil's, like, Phil's there with a rifle <laughs> that's too negative if you, if, you you, like, you... if you see like a red dot going around my face that's that's just a sniper <laughs> rifle don't worry about it Chris are you saying that you instead of racing you don't want to spend the next five years of your life meticulously making a character from fucking Demon Slayer out of circles that you've just layered on top of each other I've got a two year limit on decal design ah, okay. anything, anything beyond that's overkill <laughs> Well, Chris, thank God you're here as our aviation <laughs> correspondent, because next up we've got a new entry in the Microsoft Flight Simulator Series 2024. You don't have to play the other 2023 games to understand it. The main thing about this is they're going to they're gonna let you do jobs, including aerial firefighting, search and rescue, helicopter cargo transport, air ambulance, agricultural aviation, mountain rescue, skydive aviation, which sounds like... I really hope that is you are the skydiver. You just fly a plane up and just fuck yourself out of it. Um, aerial construction, industrial cargo transport, remote cargo ops, VIP charter service, air racing, glider, scientific research, experiment, experimental flight, whatever that means, low altitude training, uh, executive transport, airship tour, hot air balloon trips. Chris, this is your game of the show. Tell us why. <laughs> Don't think I said that, but I am, I'm up for it regardless. Yeah, I, I really liked... The last flight simulator but um i am absolutely shy at making my own fun um so so like so so I, when i reviewed it i was like this is really cool and then almost as soon as i reviewed it i was like right i, I could start another flight from edinburgh to london yeah um, but but exactly no, but, but, but you're all right once you've flown over your house yeah. um and flown over celtic park then you're, you're pretty much done with it and so i was like all right well that's it um but that's whereas this looks like it's more kind of task focused and i'm more likely to play it more because if if i know there's some boy trapped in at the top of a mountain with a broken leg and i need to go and winch him up then i'm like okay well i can i know i know what to do i know what to do yeah. there but um so yeah i'm chris, up for it chris is all about winching people it's at the top such of a weirdly specific legs. choice wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> chris, is gonna, chris is gonna try and rescue this family of three with a 747 and just fucking kill them all instantly <laughs> um yeah when i when i was in the us for flight simulator and we were talking to the guys they were pretty much like yeah once we proved that we could like map the entire world xbox were like fucking do what you want so this very much seems like that they're try just trying to build the most complete fucking recreation of flight possible um lloyd I, I presume just out of shot you've got a full cockpit set up you've got a full yeah. fucking no, I, I have absolutely nothing to add on Flight Simulator. I'm really sorry. I'm kind of similar to, to Chris in that I looked at it, I was like, 
cool respect what it does i'm not going to touch it because yeah. i don't want to fly like just constantly like, I, I don't like being in a real plane like, i don't fly well so mm, but this does sound interesting because it's it's you know it's actually yeah, presumably it's got some objective driven stuff and that kind of stuff and if there's a maybe, maybe there's a bit of a career progression maybe you can prestige your uh your hell, yeah. boy winching uh, yeah, skills yeah. you know and that kind of yeah. stuff that's sure find an audience like you know as, as chris said like he he's kind of more into that kind of objective driven stuff so I think it's really interesting. I wonder if it's going to be a free update or like a paid expansion or... I bet this is a, a, a paid... Like, I bet this is a, a full new game. Um, it, certainly, yeah. it certainly sounds like a, a brand... Like a, a, an entirely new game altogether, which is which is interesting. I, I, I wonder if... if any, like, going to, to the prestige thing, I wonder if any of them are linked or if it's just like a menu with like 20 different jobs on it. Because it'd be fun if like you start doing hot air balloon rides and then someone says, mate, you're fucking brilliant at doing hot air yeah. balloon rides. Do you, do you fancy jumping in a private jet and flying a VIP to the fucking Grammys? You're like, aye, all right. So it sounds like, seems like a natural career progression, I think. I think it was very clever. The like Microsoft's this whole presentation was very well balanced and uh, not balanced, very well planned and cleverly kind of structured. In that they showed all the games. They started with Fable because that's one everyone was talking about. They they showed all the games after almost every single one. They specifically flew up, showed that big flash saying, "Play it." day one on game pass it wasn't just a wee caption at the bottom they or or a game pass logo at the end they made a big point of a big play on game pass and then at the end they knew that everyone who didn't have an xbox had been watching that going oh that's quite good uh, i might get a series x i might actually i might get a series s but the storage on them is shit and then spencer comes out and goes oh just to let you know that you can get series x's now really easily easily oh and by the way this series s you know how you were all saying the storage is shite on that well here's one with like double the storage it was it was it was well structured but almost as if kind of they were trying to read the minds of people who were trying to talk themselves out of getting an xbox um so yeah i think i think it's a good move because that that is the one sticking point a lot of people have for the series s and the argument is always we'll just buy 
a, f- a four million pound expansion card and all that now. So this kind of solves that problem, I think. They um, they also mentioned the increased production of the Series X as well, didn't they? Mm-hmm. So if you were watching that and you were like, oh yeah, that black one does look cool, but I think I'd rather have like the 4K one, then they're like, oh, it's easier to get now, which yeah. is nice. I'm sure I've seen Series X consoles on store shelves. I yeah, I don't think it was. I don't but... think it was that rare. I don't think no. it was. It was that sold out. But fine. <laughs> Every time I go into into Smiths to fucking buy Pokemon cards and shit like that, they just have mountains of both of them like up yeah. on the shelf. Yeah. So I, I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, it's. I, I think the, the black one looks nice. Um, I just got my dad a Series S for Christmas. Like, I say, just it's fucking June now, but I got I got him it. <laughs> at christmas for christmas and um it's funny it was so nonplussed by the fact that i put my account on it and i was like you've got access to every game you could possibly want to play and it was like cool can you install pga it's like it's already on there it's like right, brilliant it's like you've, you've got this other stuff you've got like, the racing games and all that and it's like no have you got the, the other have you got the other golf game have you got the, 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 the both the golf games all he plays that's the same with my dad. Like I, I've put my, my account on his Series X, and it's like I was like, "Here you go. You've got look. You've got over a thousand games over my history of fucking Xbox here." And every time we get like, review code in, I'll send him a message saying, "Just so you know, this will appear in your list. Don't play it until X date, like because it's embargoed." Blah blah blah. Don't. But okay, you'll find son, find son. And then next time I see him, all he talks about is Sniper Elite Four. Like, mate, there's more things on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, love them. I wouldn't be here if my dad never got a PlayStation for like he's for like Christmas, two thousand, and I stole it immediately and just got fell in love with Spyro. So he can play PGA all he <laughs> likes. Um, the last kind of um big game before we get into the Starfield stuff was Clockwork Revolution, um, which is a steampunk first person RPG from In Exile, which looked a hell of a lot like Bioshock fucking Infinite when this trailer started. Um. To the point where I was like, me and Chris were both like, this, this is an exile. This isn't two K. This, this isn't. Yeah. They're not fucking answering my prayers from the other podcast and showing Bioshock. But um, this was a an interesting one. It seems there'll be some time, uh, like time, fucking travel. That's the word. Time travel mechanics. <laughs> um, stuff you do in the past affects the the kind of world in the future. Looked super interesting, Lloyd. What did you think of this trailer? I was surprised mainly because the developer, as you say, it was kind of like in exile, like the RPG guys, they're, yeah. they're doing a shoot. Um, and, and also, yeah, as you say, it, it did look, so, I think literally our headline was like, I promise this game isn't Bioshock. Um, <laughs> it just, it looks so much like Bioshock, it's unreal. And like, I'd be very surprised if there wasn't some like really kind of big conversations happening behind the scenes. Like, wait, what, you, you're putting this on, on your platform? We've got a Bioshock game coming up, maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very interesting. Uh, it looked cool. I, I, I don't know if it's my sort of thing. I never really vibe with Bioshock, so I don't think it's my sort of thing, but it certainly looked good. Um, it looked further along than I expected as well. Like, I don't think, I mean, you guys probably know better than I do, but I don't think this had leaked at all, had it? Like, mm. This was a complete surprise. So, um, And it looked a lot further on uh, than, than perhaps I would have thought from an initial reveal. It looked like gameplay as well, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly looked strong. It was like, if that is uh, one of those first-person rpgs that are like super immersive really good with the whole environmental storytelling thing that world that is, is set in looks uh really good but it will it will struggle to ex- escape the bioshock infinite comparison that was so similar was this the one where the trailer ended by saying like it'll be out when it's good and ready seriously mate when's it fucking out <laughs> 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 like, like, 
But yeah, it, it looks fine. I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. But yeah, it, it's very Bioshocky, so I'd, I'd like to see. Um, even down like the the, the use of kind of old timey music as well. I was like, come on. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic. I need to know and more. Then, and then we got to the fucking main event. I had I, towards the end of the Xbox show, I was like, oh, this this has been cool. Like, cool, we've got a Starfield thing next. I'm excited to see it. By the end of the Starfield thing, I was like, fucking give me Starfield right now. <laughs> um todd howard and kind of the the heads of tons of bethesda departments came out and they were like okay here's what starfield is here is every single system in starfield starfield features every system that has been in any game for the history of the fucking medium um and it was to the point towards the end of it where i just got that feeling i was like this can't this hasn't this doesn't happen this isn't real like there's there is no way that it has all of this shit in it lloyd how did you feel top line about starfield are you as terrified as i am about this game yeah a little bit um just knowing how professor games tend to launch um you know, <laughs> well, yeah. I, had, I had sky i had skyrim on ps3 let's put it that way um, oh yeah but uh, you know looking at that i went from being like i'm not that fast but i'll give it a go to being like oh my god i can't wait for this game oh, um, yeah. it was a really good showing i felt like you know, they showed it last year and maybe the reception wasn't as positive as they thought. Uh, and obviously then there was the delay. Um, it felt like combat looked snappier and faster and just generally more interesting. The skill tree looked much more kind of RPG-esque. I think a lot of people were worried it was just going to devolve into just a shooter. Um, the conversation trees, you know, you can still kill like random people if you want to. And I think people would worry that because it's such a huge galaxy, like is there still that, that emergent storytelling um, kind of chops there? But it looked really, really good as well. I feel like it's got a, a sizable graphic upgrade from from last year. Like the visuals just look so much more um, more impressive. And yeah, honestly, I came away just being like, "Holy shit, I can't wait for this game." Um, uh, September, right? So it's not too long. September sixth. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was. The more they started talking about all the different systems, it would be like, "Oh, I can't wait to try out this. Oh, I can't wait to try out this." There's going to be a, li- a list of like a million things that you want to do straight from the bat, and they're going to have to really balance how they introduce all that stuff to mm. you because if, if from the start they're just like okay you you do like an hour of prologue and then it's like the entire galaxy is open to you it's going to be it's going to be more overwhelming than in the fucking and those modern zelda games when they're just like fuck off and do what you want um chris you're you're not a, a bgs uh, guy what did you think of the the presentation I thought it was good. I mean, I I was just glimpsing it, like because obviously we we were kind of still working as it was as it was being shown, and as as your Mister Starfield, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to concentrate on padding out the stories we've already put up. So I was kind of so I, I managed to watch some of it again this morning, and it looks it looks crazy. I'm I'm even as someone who doesn't who shies away from games that are like over thirty hours in length, which this seems to be slightly over. Um I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll 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 give this a go. Um it just it's well, they they announced overnight. Um, Todd Howard said it's going to be thirty frames per second on no fucking on wonder. And, and it's like, but obviously <laughs> that instantly led to people going, "Oh, really?" It's like, mate, fucking come on! Like, there's there's no anyone anyone who moans about this being a locked. He claims it's a locked thirty. Todd Howard claims that when it's unlocked, it can hit sixty eight times. But they've they've, they've <laughs> in lo- the main menu. Yeah, but but, <laughs> but 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 they've locked it to thirty to, to to get it consistent. And anyone who's ever played like one of their games knows that having a locked anything 
at launch is fucking miraculous. Um, so I, I think that's a good thing that that it that it's locked anything. Um, and and yeah, I, I think the the only thing that's going to stop this game, I think, is how social media perceives it because this game will have bugs at launch. Um, oh, yeah. There's no way it won't a game that size won't have bugs at launch. It's whether the internet turns this into starts putting together bug montages and saying, "Look how buggy this game is." Not bring not taking into account how many bugs are there per hour. Do you know what I mean? It's like because it's very easy to to skew something like this and make it look like a game's buggy than it actually is by just highlighting those points. Um, and it feels like there's without trying to get too tinfoil hat it feels like there's elements of the internet who would like this game to fail um, so it, it, VGC VGC would, would, <laughs> would love this game to fail um, known Gran Turismo fans exactly, yeah, exactly famously um, so um, I, I think it'll do well it, it's to the extent that I mean I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy to say that until a couple of days ago Tears of the Kingdom was a stick on for game of the year and now that may be thrown into question depending on how, how well this hits the ground running, I think. Yeah. Um the it's it's gonna be such a fucking water cooler game, especially with the whole thousand planets thing. You know there's gonna be so many side quests and little bits of emergent gameplay that are just stuck on places that no one visits naturally. That it's gonna be, oh my god, did you see this? The Twitter clips, the TikToks, all of this stuff. Um the th- a few things that they highlighted the the character creation system looks a lot more advanced than like fallout 4 as you'd expect they're bringing back the kind of traits which were stripped out of fallout 3 when they when they took over the franchise but came back in new vegas it's like wee modifiers to your character that will impact the way the world works one of them was and um, like this adoring fan comes up to you things like that you might remember on fallout new vegas there was a trait called weird wasteland that would change little references in the world so they're clearly trying to make the your kind of journey as a character more unique but it did seem a little bit like they're like okay here's your character uh when you get into this world there are fifty thousand factions you can align yourself with that are a million stories that you will never see because you're not going to speak to everyone in the world it's i think one of the criticisms levied towards it is going to be that it's just too much mm-hmm. um like what is the experience like for a normal human being playing through starfield the kind of start to end what is your big final objective how do you get there and that's going to be so different from someone like me who even if i wasn't guiding it and going over it meticulously would play it so distractedly would just go over there and see what's going on spend an hour on this random remote planet um lloyd how in terms of all the planets what do you think the split will be between planets that are kind of big metropolises loads of your main kind of rpg cities and how many of them are you go on to them there's one thing to do the rest of it's like uninhabitable ground so they don't have yeah. to actually render a whole fucking world i think there's going to be a lot of resource planets where it's like you go here and there'll be like the best gear but that'll yeah. pretty much be it so there's like a reason to go there because it's got a rare material or something like that um i think the metropolis is probably gonna, like you're looking at how ambitious that one is that they keep showing uh i can't remember the name of it but they've shown it like multiple times now um there can't be any more than like half a dozen of those surely like just in terms of like the density of the amount of people there the amount of verticality in it as well as like showed like various areas where there's like towers you can climb and all that sort of stuff and mm. like almost like skyscrapers and you know if if it's really that ambitious I, I feel like you can only do you know half a dozen of those and then you sort of spread them throughout story beats that you think people will hit um 
I'm probably not going to set foot on many planets because I just plan to be a space pirate and just steal people's ships and go and sell them. Um, <laughs> just like a massive, colossal space that, brick. That, that's um, another thing. They were just like, oh, yeah, if you want to go and fucking take people's ships, you yeah. can do that. If you want to just, like, no man's sky the entire thing. like. But then they were also like, if you if you take someone's ship, you might start, like, a new story chain, like, because you've taken their ship or there's something on the ship that you, you don't want to find almost. Like, there's, like, some sort of alien thing. And I'm like, oh, that's so exciting. Like, that idea of, like, you could have a million stories in that game and never set foot on a planet that's wild to me yeah um i cannot wait to play this um it's it's given me people fucking shit themselves when i say this but it's given me like pre-cyberpunk vibes pre-no man's sky vibes pre honestly pre-rockstar game vibes when they talk when they were talking about red dead 2 and you're just like i need to play this and see what it actually is Mm -hmm. and let's let's come down to earth for a moment it won't be as good as that presentation made it seem because no game ever is there will be some there will be some other shoe that drops that's like okay it's this kind of game it's just super impressive but if they can execute on 70 to 80 percent of the stuff that they are showing off there it's going to be like a landmark rpg in the way that when like oblivion came out like it's going to be that significant and i think it's going to be it's going to be a strange kind of release because as you say chris there are corners of the internet with um like kratos as their profile picture on twitter they're fucking gagging for this game to be terrible and they're yeah. they're really looking forward to be like oh look this character fell through the world the world's most powerful xbox is it yeah which is completely missing the fucking forest for the trees like the the scale of what starfield is trying to do is way beyond what most console rpgs are doing and if that means it's it has to be 30 fucking fine what like I, I don't know I, I really do not get this obsession with the whole 60 fps thing i know yeah. it's a shooter and that would be nice but the trade-offs to make it 60 like I, I just don't get it there are some there are some instances this gen i'm specifically talking about like uh, the, the spider-man games on ps5 where they get it to run at like 40 to 50 with ray tracing and all that shit that's like yeah. a technical marvel but it, it, if you wanted a game that ran like that that did all the stuff that starfield seems to be doing it'd be a fucking it would be the next console generation before we get to that so i just i just wonder did did they say what it is on pc chris where they're like it's as powerful as you can get it kind of thing it, it didn't say what you'd imagine on pc it'll be unlocked but um yeah it, it in the report just said just specific just kind of focused on xbox but um i don't know i i, I think it'll i think it'll be fine it's it's it is what it is. It's going to be enormous. It's going to be... Um, it, it'll have issues at launch, but um, given the scale, it's impossible that it won't. Like, I, I'm stunned. That, I've still not played it yet, but by all accounts, I'm stunned at how stable Tears of the Kingdom is, given everything that it does. But it's important to remember that Tears of the Kingdom is the second crack at it. And yeah. and they already went through Breath of the uh, Breath of the Wild, and this is the kind of... And it's like visually identical to yeah. Breath of the Wild. So, so, so they've had many years to stabilize that. Um, not that, not that this hasn't taken a while to to make, but th- there will be issues at launch. It's, it's just as long as they're not um, so distracting that they that they mess up the overall experience. Then, fine. Are you going to buy the three hundred dollar thing with a watch? Look. I, mean, I, I know, I know, you, I know, I know, I know you like, I know you like your shit. <laughs> your, your absolute shit, and that looks about as shitey as it gets that watch I, 
Look, I played Fallout 4 with the fucking Pip Boy on my list. With the, with the <laughs> app. You know, actually, see playing Fallout 4 with the Pip Boy app on an iPad in front of you, it was an amazing experience because you never had to go into the menus. You just like it was like a genuinely good second screen experience. What but, you're saying, um, what you're saying is you should bring back Xbox Smart Glass. Yes. Yeah. You bring back the snap functionality so you can watch don't football. Listen, I say that all the fucking time. <laughs> you know, I, I tweeted this recently. I, my Facebook memories brought up when the Xbox One first came out. I, I lived the, the the greatest life when that came out because you could snap, obviously, entertainment apps to the side while playing a game. And I was playing some pissy launch day golf game, Power Star Golf or something like that, and snapped at the side was a documentary about Harold Shipman. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like what the, a combo it's like the, the future is here it's, yeah. it's like games never get that was gaming peak and you can say what you want about starfield and flight simulator and forza and all that shite but you'll mm. until you could let me put documentaries about serial killers at the side while i'm playing my golf games you can <laughs> swivel on it that is the future that don matrick imagined when he came out and, and, and spoke a about visionary. all those yeah all those years no Go fan on. of serial killers, clearly. No. Um, <laughs> I, I think going back to Starfield, I was going to say, you know, it's going to be the next Skyrim. It's going to be re-released on every platform since. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's going to keep coming to every Xbox since. So I think you will get you'll get Starfield in 60 FPS at some point. <laughs> yeah. Just like you'll get Starfield, uh, Starfield in 8K and you'll probably still be getting Skyrim at like 120 FPS. I, ironically, we'll get FPS. Starfield at 8K and 120 frames per second, but you'll be living on Mars while you're playing it because yeah. that's, that's how far <laughs> in the future will be. The Starfield thing makes it so much more of a farce that they announced Elder Scrolls 6 all those years ago. Like, <laughs> it's more than, five, year, more than five years ago now. Yeah, that game is probably five years away and then what are we going to get fallout 5 in 10 years like i am i am absolutely convinced that they are going to get someone else to do fallout 5 yeah. microsoft's going to be like fallout is one of the biggest mainstream franchises we have like that pit boy is so recognizable we can't just keep showing fallout 76 these fucking shows like um i, I think that's the honestly you fucking own them get right. you own the rights to do this yeah do fallout new vegas too. Get rare on Just it. Just do it. Get rare get, on don't it. Don't get fucking get rare, rare on it. it. <laughs> Cause, cause everyone, fucking... everyone fucking loves Sea of Thieves. Get rare on it. Oh, speaking of, before we go, Chris, have your moment. Fucking Monkey Island. Oh, right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about this now because the trailer looked good. Um, for those not in the know, um, they've, they've announced Monkey Island DLC for, for those Thieves. under forty. But for those living in, <laughs> for those living in America, let's face it, because like basically all I saw when it was announced was loads of tweets from people from America saying fuck is this because it, it, it would appear that Monkey Island is very much more popular in Europe than it was in North America from what I can tell um, mainly be I think because like Amiga games and stuff were, were bigger here and so it reached a wider audience but um, yeah it, it looked okay to me it had loads of references to the first two games at the most it's certainly but uh, Ron Gilbert who kind of created it has since came out and says I knew fuck all about this like so it's made the fans start going mm, okay now uh, let's wait and see but um how about I, I've, you know, I've never played i played sea of thieves once when it came out got pissed off because i don't like playing like online multiplayer games and some pricks come over on a boat and try to take my boat off because like, i'm not playing this anymore um but this apparently has got single player stuff so this might finally be time to install sea of thieves yeah and, i think that the crossover one with pirates of the caribbean had single player as well but mm. I, I just even playing the single player it just it, like i get that they've got the cool art style and that but like 
doesn't play that yeah, well for it's, me. It's, like, it's, it's never it's never really appealed much to me, but I'll I'll do anything with Monkey Island in it, so I'll I'll happily check it out. But yeah, sorry, that's my that's my retro fucking thing for the day. Don't worry, that's that's me. I'm done. On that bombshell, Lloyd, <laughs> what was the best thing you saw at the Xbox show? What was the what's the game you want to play today? Starfield, hundred percent. Chris, Forza. And for me, I would kick my gran who's long dead down the stairs to play Starfield. God rest her. Right, this minute, God rest her. <laughs> it's what she would have wanted. She was always a great supporter of my career. So for the exclusive review of Starfield three months early she'd fucking jump down herself <laughs> on that note you can check out all the coverage from summer game fest and the xbox show on vgc we will be back after Ubi show hopefully if it's good we'll be back if it's shite we shall not and we'll see you on the normal <laughs> podcast this week lloyd plug your shite where are you these days you're all over the joint all over the place uh ggrecon.com uh is where i'm editor-in-chief uh and yeah we've done a lot of stuff about the xbox stuff yesterday um and yeah Please come and read our stuff. <laughs> Do not use an ad blocker. Ad blocker. Please don't. I like my job. Okay, doke, folks. We will be back soon enough. You can send any questions, comments, and concerns to podcast at videogameschronicle.com. That's podcast at videogameschronicle.com. This is your last call to listen to our System Shock interview, as I will be sending out those codes in about 24 hours from now. Um, you can also check out a great Jeff Keighley interview and just check out VGC because Andy is over there running. He's, he's, he's still hung over from the West Ham final arse off playing all these new games. We'll, we'll talk about it on Thursday, but this uh, Cyberpunk expansion sounds fucking tasty. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan Midler. You can follow Chris at Scully1888 and you can follow Lloyd at Lloyd Coombs. It's just his name. I like that. I've got a, I've got a, a Twitter name handle as well. Not like the Scully eighteen eighty eight prick who has to has to brand himself. Well, there was already a Chris Scully when I joined, and it's some fucking Northern Irish salsa dancer, and that, that's that's not that's not a fight I'm willing to, to get to get involved in because you'll fucking dance me into an early grave. So I just thought, well, I'll just stick with I'll just stick oh, with, well. with Celtic um, references instead. If he doesn't dance you into an early grave, then the rest of Summer Game Fest. Well, we're going to go and check out Capcom and Ubisoft. But until next time, we will see you later. VGC, a video games podcast, is a stack production and part of the Acast Creative Network. 